the New Zealand Tech Podcast. Brought to you by Guerrilla Technology. Proactive and strategic IT. Greetings and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Spain, and today we welcome to the studio Morgan Halem from Oppo. Thank you for joining me, Morgan. Hi, Paul. Thank you very much for having me today. Now, your first time on the show, so we probably need to fill listeners in on where you fit into this uh, big, wide world of technology in New Zealand. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm actually uh, the managing director for Oppo New Zealand. I'm uh, responsible for the daily operations and the strategy for Oppo New Zealand. Oh, fantastic. And um, how big is uh, the Oppo team here in New Zealand now? Because it's been, well, it must have been around a couple of years since, you know, the brand's yep. been uh, been here and, you know, things have certainly been uh, ramping up. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, we're quite lucky that uh, the brand has been very welcome in New Zealand. So um, now we're as of um, the start of the year, we actually a team of 23. Oh, that's uh, great. And that's including everyone, including after sales, but also customer service as well that we have in-house in good, New Zealand. Good stuff. We'll look forward to diving in and um, talking about uh, you know what's new on the Oppo uh, front uh, during the podcast, including the new Find X2, which uh, which we have here in our hands. This is the, I think the the very first uh, Oppo Find X2 to arrive in New Zealand, a pre-production sample. So nice yep. to be able to have a little bit of a uh, look at that and a chat about that uh, during during the show. Absolutely. Um, but let let's jump in. I I think this week, and we've been talking about uh, COVID nineteen coronavirus for. A, a number of weeks now but there's really been a big shift particularly here uh, in New Zealand and you know since our last episode certainly and you, you'd probably say even in the last um, three or four days where things have have really ramped up I think there's there's been uh, you know clear recognition uh, by the government here in New Zealand and in other parts of the world that we're dealing with something you know that is is a really big deal. Yeah, absolutely, and I think it's it's good to see. Actually, I can see from uh, the last four or five days, um, a lot of businesses locally have actually ramped up their procedure and the precaution uh, within their business. You know, um, I see a lot of emails coming in to um, actually letting uh, their customer know or their team members know that um, you know all the precaution they do to making sure uh, we kind of slow down the spread in New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, um, of course. There's you know there's the there's the flip side to where you know people are maybe you know getting a, getting a little bit annoyed. I see one one or two tweets sort of you know poking <laughs> fun at uh, every single brand under the sun that has our has our email addresses is, is sending us an email to yep. uh, you know let us know what what they're up to. But look, I I would prefer that there, there's that sort of transparency and and over communication rather than rather than nothing. Obviously, it depends you know on the brand whether that you know whether they have much to communicate or not but um yeah i mean i don't want a million emails so i can't find anything but yep. there are certainly some cases where look this is a very helpful use of the technology and and just being able to alert people to what's going on i agree and i think you know uh, especially we being always the further away from everybody else in the world that we have the ability to actually learn from um, what everybody have experienced yeah. uh, and for us to take in some steps now and, and try to mitigate their risk i think it's the right thing to do yeah uh, yeah yep. i got a text message uh this morning it was unlabeled as to who it was it was from 
I'll, uh, I'll, I'll read it out if I can uh, locate it here. So it comes from uh, 4465 is the, uh, is the sender. And it says, important COVID-19 update for NZ residents and next of kin. Please click link. It sort of s- comes across very much like some sort of phishing, you know, dodgy yep. communication. Yeah. Um, the previous one read very similarly, similarly, but it said from Ryman Healthcare. Now, I recognised the, the URL format they were using. They weren't actually linking to a direct Ryman Healthcare link. So actually the sort of link that um, yeah, people should be very careful to uh, to click on so I guess just an encouragement out there we know amongst our listeners that that there are you know people in all sorts of organizations who are uh, responsible for these sorts of things mm. and uh, yeah just wisdom with this stuff because we want to make it really easy for everyone for the general public to uh, be able to you know know that they're they're getting information safely and to be able to tell the difference between that and something that is uh, you know something with maybe some risk attached to it uh, some sort of cybersecurity attack phishing email etc and there is very much when you know when we have um, you know big challenges in the world as we do right now yep. um, that's when criminals tend to want to take advantage of people right and yeah uh, I agree so, yeah. yeah so look good good on Ryman Healthcare for the regular communications over the past uh, about 10, 10 days uh, I think is where I've, I've seen those uh, those coming coming through uh, from them but it would be uh, yeah just be be pleasing for them to uh, um, you know probably give a better url the url is hubs.ly which is or ly um which is probably they're using hubspot or something to manage their manage this stuff as as my guess uh they're using a tool like that but maybe they can they can turn that off especially on messages that that don't communicate who they're from um and you know again yeah similar recommendations anyone else that's sort of you know playing a part in this stuff let's make it really really uh, clear and safe and you know, look, any sending out of uh, communications that any organisation sends, as much as possible, if you know who it is, it should mm. you know that should have said, "Hi, Paul." They shouldn't just have a number for me; they should have a name, a customizer, and be able to wrap that up. So, because yep. that again helps differentiate something that's really dodgy from somebody that that has a bit more data. Yep. Not not that there aren't people out there, um, or there aren't databases out there that. Um, you know, have been hacked that maybe contain my name and my email address yeah, and my yeah. phone number. You know, unfortunately, reality. But those extra steps certainly, um, you know, I think help us differentiate between what's good and 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 what's a bit dodgy. And unfortunately, what Ryman sent on this occasion today, I would say, looks like it's actually dodgy. Yeah. Look, luckily, we you know, in New Zealand, government has been actually. Um, be very very um, good in the communication communications uh, wise uh, and they have actually um, making sure that the headline seems to be in the in the the first point of contact yeah uh, and I yeah. think they're communicating it enough daily to be able to make sure that uh, customer actually um, uh, people are actually know where they need to contact uh, if there's something like this happened yeah. yeah yeah it, look it, it's a it's a challenging time for everyone we're all having to move you know very quickly on on our feet and for organisations maybe that haven't 
uh, you know, prepared themselves with good mechanisms for communication or you know, have maybe underlying issues within their technology structures, uh, if they're going to be put to test, then you know now's the time where they're going to be put to test. Absolutely. Um, now, I was really pleased actually la- last week that uh, to, to hear um, from one of our show partners, actually, and I should thank um, all of our show partners for supporting uh, the New Zealand Tech Podcast and, and making this show possible. Um, so a, a quick uh, thank you to, uh, to those that stand behind the show and, of course, uh, stand behind um, the technology sector um, and, uh, and innovation here in New Zealand. So that's Sumo Logic, Vodafone, Spark, Vocus, HP and Samsung. Um, now, one of those parties, uh, Vodafone, were, were quite vocal publicly, sort of tweeting and so on uh, around the trial that they did last week. And I know uh, they're not the only one. There are a lot of organisations uh, doing this. I, I know, um, you know, my team at Gorilla have been uh, talking to a, to a lot of the, the clients that we deal with uh, around the uh, the value of going out and actually testing work from home days. So just imagine that tomorrow nobody could come into work and that that was going to be the case for the next three months that's great um what would you do well the the best thing is test it now and so it was yeah it was really pleasing to see that um you know vodafone did their um uh work from uh home drill last week and i think it was around 1200 of 2000 staff uh that actually worked you know worked remotely on the day um, and I mean, this highlights again one of one of the challenges. Like, how many, how how could an organisation uh, operate with nobody in the office? And and that may be a reality now. Vodafone, um, you know, there did um, what are we what are we talking about there? Sixty um, percent of their um, of their team, mm. uh, which is a you know is a pretty large well, chunk. Large people, yeah. Um, I wonder about the you know the other forty percent, mm. um, and and you know, I'm sure that you know part of their thinking was well what what's going to be the right balance. Obviously, the higher percentage you can have working from home, uh, you know, the more real world and accurate that trial will be to a you know to a real scenario where you you know maybe aren't able to have anybody uh, in the office. So, um, yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, just photo from Australia, I think I heard that um, from the colleague of mine, I think even um, HP New Zealand and also um, Spark New Zealand already start something similar where they, yep. they're rotating, rotating the team. Uh, yep. They split the team into two, yep. uh, A and B. Uh, and they're actually um, making sure that Team A work for a week and then Team B work for another week, and you know, just to spread out the uh, people amongst themselves. Yeah. Uh, what they call what social distancing. Social distancing. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting actually. But um, and we and even ourselves, we're actually taking a learning qu- uh, from that quite quickly. Yeah. Uh, and and um, and we'll about um, implement something similar. Well, anything that can be done, you know, we've heard a lot of talk of of you know flattening that that curve, reducing yeah. reducing the peak is good. I guess I've been sort of hopeful that actually we will, you know, not be able to have the same sort of impact in New Zealand as in other countries. They've, you know, talked about there not being a sort of community spread. Mm. Um, but look, yeah, we, we we don't know whether that will, you know, that that what that will look like in in New Zealand. Yep. Uh, but yeah, you know, certainly all of these precautions have got to help reduce the the, the pace of things. Um, and you know, hopefully, we can avoid that sort of broad spread in the community uh, until such time as as there's you know some 
uh, vaccine, some med- yep. medication, and you know these things are being thrown around in different you know parts of the world in terms of what what might be possible. I think in Australia they're testing um, some some existing medications at the moment that yep. that they think actually can um, can yeah, knock the virus out, which would be really really encouraging. Yep. Uh, you know if they can get sufficient medication and, and, and yep. so on once they've done that uh, trial. So lots going on there. In fact, I should uh, mention for those who are who are really interested in these discussions around uh, COVID nineteen coronavirus, we do have a new show. Uh, that has so far just been streamed, but it will be available in a audio format too uh, on the Podcast NZ um, Facebook page. So we've had a number, I think, uh, three or four episodes over the last uh, uh, last two or three days. So that just bringing bringing some uh, discussions together. There just seem to be so many questions and and things that people want to talk about. So um, there is that at um, Look Up Podcast NZ. Uh, if you're interested in that, the show is called Let's Talk COVID-19. Um, so we'll just give that one a, a quick mention. Now, um, yeah, also on that uh, on that front, I hear that uh, Spark uh, are dealing with one of their or an offshore uh, team, and this that handles some of their customer service. Uh, who have unfortunately had to sort of shut down their uh, their operation at, at least for for a time. Uh, so we just need to be mindful that look, the world is a very different place uh, today uh, compared to what it was, you know, even a week ago. Absolutely. Um, and the these sorts of things are are uh, you know, just a, a genuine uh, reality. Uh, so you know, different organisations are going to be hit in different ways, and hopefully we can. Uh, you know, just work together to to, to get through those. Uh, That's the key uh, the, thing, the, I guess. Those yeah. challenges. Yeah. yeah, they need to yeah. start with taking care of themselves. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, great to see those uh, those those work trials going on. Now, something that um, came up in the in the US was that some of the uh, some of the networks, their internet uh, providers, mobile internet providers. Uh, so on uh, are doing some extra things to make life a little bit easier for those that can't be operating out of the office. Right. So um, Comcast has apparently opened up their Wi-Fi hotspots to just everybody, a sort of free for all. Oh wow, that's great! Uh, and T-Mobile um, offering, uh, or Comcast and T-Mobile offering unlimited data for uh, a two a two month period is sort of the initial announcement and T-Mobile also offering uh, a hotspotting capability from people's phones that are not actually paying for a hotspot capability which I thought that's really cool um, so obviously when you do that sort of thing as a provider there can be some flow on so if you suddenly open the, f- the floodgates you might find performance drops off mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's actually it's 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 really cool, and um, you know obviously we 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 know that the um, that the telcos are um, you know do listen in to uh, to the show and uh, thank you for for those that support the show. Um, <laughs> this would be a, a little uh, um, yeah just a little whisper in the air of our um, awesome telcos in New Zealand. Um, 
we'd we'd love that to be considered. And I'm, look, I imagine it already has been. Yeah. And it will be that balance around. Look, if you if you you know offer and open up mobile networks to be unlimited or to uh, you know give away a whole lot of data, what you know what what, like? what is the actual yeah. Im- impact of that? Uh, and yeah, so that I know there's a lot to consider, and we've also got this in light of uh, situations like. Air New Zealand who have announced 85% of their international capacity is shut down, which obviously leads to you know a, a huge financial implication and you know potentially a massive layoff of staff. So we know that there are there are commercial realities that mm. impact individual people's lives. So you know I'm I'm not uh, you know suggesting telcos do something that's going to bankrupt them and you know mean they're in a in a in a position where they have to. Um, you know, I just help when they can, yeah. where they can. Yeah. So, yeah, um, but look, we we know that um, I, th- you know, I think if we if we have a look, then New Zealand organisations are really working uh, to support uh, their staff and mm-hmm. their customers in, in the best ways that they possibly can. And right now, uh, we're incredibly reliant on our, um, um, on the likes of of Spark and Vodafone. Um, Vocus and so on to um, to support how New Zealand needs to operate, and a lot of that will be remote working. Yep. Uh, we heard in China about uh, challenges with with their um, you know situation where a lot of people working from home, internet connectivity was you know was impacted by the uh, heavy loads. Apparently, a lot of that was gaming. Interestingly <laughs> enough, um, but by the time you know New Zealand gets into doing. Uh, you know anything sort of similar if we have a lot of people working from home which you know I think we probably already do to be fair uh, I think businesses and individuals are, are probably a little bit more prepared and you know they're they're expecting to do some work from home and you know probably got uh, devices although you know that's a challenge and it's it's been interesting as I've been visiting different firms uh, you know chatting through what's going to work for them uh, you know you know personally I've you know I've operated off Laptops and and so on for you know so many years uh, that I you know you you sometimes forget actually there's there's a you know still a large chunk of the workforce uh, that operates off a desktop PC yeah absolutely uh, yeah. and so you know there there are there are going to be all sorts of challenges to be addressed we don't have the the flow through of um, inventory of you know of new products so you know if an organisation wants to suddenly you know put a hundred laptops into hands of staff mm. they may not be able to get hold of them um, or they want to put you know provide monitors so that their staff can be uh, you know at a higher level of productivity from home again they might not be able to get hold of the devices they need so it's, it's rather challenging isn't it yeah absolutely but I think you know um, it's a lot of um, a lot of product that we use or software that we use actually allow us to able to uh, remote in from any type of computer or laptop you know yep. such as Microsoft Teams and etc it yeah. just kind of make make the life a little bit easier than uh, versus the past yeah uh, which yep. is a good start yeah and well I noticed um, I noticed Microsoft uh, with teams have been offering a sort of a you know a, a free uh, level for uh, for cus- uh, for non customers, yep. I think Zoom have been doing something similar, uh, possibly Slack as well. But I've certainly seen you know at least two out of those three uh, mentioned have mm. uh, an offering that they're they're putting in the market. And uh, you know they're, they're, there's an aspect of this that puts a load on their systems. In fact, I saw uh, Microsoft sent through an announcement saying actually they're changing some of the 
regularity, certain th- regularity that certain uh, things update in terms of chats and whatnot, yep. and they're possibly dropping down the resolution of some of their uh, video right to maintain the bandwidth. Calls so that yeah, so that actually there's a, there's enough to go around, and yeah. this is Microsoft who who run uh, you know one of the largest you know cloud environments on the planet. And, and and they're making changes to be able to balance it. So you can imagine the sort of pressure that this might put on, you know, really, you know, internet infrastructure, cloud computing infrastructure and, and servers and, and, and the like, right? Yeah, and it'd be interesting of what um, those um, our companies, the infrastructure, what will they going to do, what their plan is. And I'm pretty sure they probably already start planning right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, how how's it been for uh, for your team at Oppo here in New Zealand? What have uh, what have you been able to do, and you know what is your you know mix of sort of infrastructure and so on? You mentioned Microsoft Teams. Is that one of yeah. the tools that you use? Yeah, absolutely. So Microsoft Teams is definitely uh, what we use in terms of uh, inter- uh, interaction uh, within the team uh, remotely, but also um, externally as well. Uh, but we obviously a global company, so we do um, work with um, our Chinese kind of part uh, and we use Zoom as well yeah, uh, okay. which is another good alternative uh, yeah. which has been using and um, in the last couple of months obviously um, with China uh, was one of the country that affected the most uh, we were able to use Zoom very effectively uh, uh, which is really good to see uh, and they were able to handle a lot of um, a lot of meetings it's almost daily actually yeah, uh, yeah and, uh, I can imagine uh, which is um, surprisingly uh, worked really well for us as well mm. Mm. Uh, but locally now obviously now we're coming to winter uh, so we, we like any other local business uh, we're coming up with all our precautions uh, measure ourselves uh, stress testing our ability to work remotely as well yeah um, but luckily majority of our team are on laptops uh, they all have the zoom they all have uh, Microsoft team um, and, and we are doing um, a random day where we're gonna send people home saying that we're working from home day just to really stress test our ability to work remotely yeah 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 well that's that's a that's a you know good approach to make it sort of random so yeah no one knows when it when it's going to happen and yeah. you have to be prepared and yeah, yeah it's certainly a discussion we've been having uh you know it can be quite common to have everybody having a laptop yeah but they you know a lot of people don't take their laptop home at night i'll monitor right? yeah yeah those sorts of things yeah. so yeah what are you? What are you going to do? You need to work from home, and you can't get into the office. You got it. Uh, so, yeah, there, there's there's definitely important things to to really be putting in place and communicating, and making sure you've got that buy-in across the across the organisation. Uh, you know, for some people, they've got a big hefty laptop, mm. and I don't know. They they ride an e-scooter to work. Yeah, that that might not be a particularly good mix, right? Um, or what you know, what whatever it is. I know e-scooters aren't aren't, uh, aren't ideal if you if you've got a, a a lot of weight to carry. Certainly, if you've got to take a monitor home uh, and a laptop, that's yep. probably going to be a little bit hard on your uh, oh, absolutely. On, on scooter. And keep, they keep telling me that e-scooter is really light, and it's worse in the case. Yeah, it's probably one of the heaviest thing to carry as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, look, so much going on on that um, this COVID nineteen front. Uh, there was an announcement today, actually, from uh, from Spark New Zealand around um, Spark Sport. Yeah, I saw that. And they're making Spark Sport uh, free through into uh, into May. And look, this is this is kind of fascinating because the whole idea of sport during this this time, um, I mean, it's just being you know massively 
disrupted and it's not like that you know we're, we're used to disruption and this new things come along yeah. uh, but you know COVID-19 is is disrupting um, you know safety around sport so we're seeing you know a lot of cancellations most, most of it sort of basically being you know cancelled yeah. one form or another you know Formula One or Whatever, and I, you know, I would have thought, well, Formula One, to certainly to a degree, when you look at the vehicles, you're, uh, you know, those participants are, uh, you know, keeping distance from each other, but there's, yeah. uh, there's the all the, the teams and so on, and then you know, audiences if you allow, um, uh, live viewing and so on, um, but yeah, the, this stuff is all all getting knocked out, and I think there's there's a very high uh, presumption that the Olympics will be, uh, you know, will be cancelled well. or postponed, yeah. even though I don't think we've had. Uh, you know any announcement down that uh, down down that track just just yet, um, which, which of course creates uh, an opportunity for esport, right? Yeah. And um, I haven't delved too deeply into it, but I certainly saw uh, you know comments around Formula One, and yeah, you know, of course part of the way that they they practice their races is to is to you know do that uh, in a in a virtual type environment anyway. Yeah. Uh, so you know. Them, uh, you know, participating in sort of esport, uh, you know, variant of Formula One, um, you that know, could be fun. Totally makes yeah. sense, right? Absolutely. And, yeah, you you could keep uh, you know television audiences yep. entertained, you know, etc. So this could really be that uh, that you know massive rise uh, from you know for. For, for, for eSport I would imagine uh, absolutely but I think what um, we couldn't discount as well is um, me myself also a sports fan I love football and, and one thing that we do when you're like a uh, sports fan is that you don't mind watching some of the uh, replay from the glory days yeah, yeah, uh, of absolutely. your teams you know? and, and yeah. that's an interesting thing right or if you like boxing you see some of like I don't know top 10 uh, highlights from Mike Tyson or something like that something similar yeah. to that and I think uh, there's a lot of content to be played uh, whether it's a live events or just some of the uh, previous um, highlights from your favorite sports as well. Yeah, 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 yep, definitely. And and look, there might be there might be other things. There's some really good, um, you know, sporting sport yep. docos and, and things like that. Yeah. Uh, that you know possibly can can be pulled in. Now that might be easier for some, uh, you know, some broadcasters, you know, the, than others. But yep. you know, I can imagine, you know, Sky have got a you know really big content base. Mm. Uh, that that might be the sort of you know tack that they would uh, they would they would take. Um, but yeah, I mean, pleasing pleasing uh, to see uh, that. This sort of stuff is getting some thought, and um, you know, good on good on Spark for making their their offering free. And look, you know, even even better if they can, uh, you know, maybe pull in some some sport type movies and and docos and and things like that to uh, keep people entertained. In the meantime, now um, that's probably a lot easier to to think up that idea than to actually deliver on yeah, it. So, yeah. uh, um, you know, just, uh, you know, throwing these sorts up there. But, you know, I realise licensing and all those things usually is, is you know, negotiated over long periods and you can't just uh, do do that at the drop of a hat. But, um, look, you know, good good on them um and yeah I, I but i would imagine that uh, yes you know sky have got that uh, have got quite a strong content base to uh, mm. to pull from and with their i guess shakiness financially their share price sort of dropped to 
I mean, it's just nuts how low their share price has dropped over the, the last year. I think it's, if I were to guess, and I, I don't have the, you know, I'm not going to refer back to the exact numbers, but over the last 12 to 18 months, um, well, you know, I remember them being around a dollar twenty. Um, maybe that was this time last year. Not sure exactly. Now they're around at, at um, yeah, about thirty, thirty-one cents or something. Very um, tough competition. So right it's, it's yeah. yeah it's, I mean, look, it's 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 difficult times, but um, there are very smart people uh, at. Uh, at Sky and mm. the smart, pe- smart people at, at, at Spark. Um, so, you know, I'm sure on, on both fronts they're really going to be thinking about how they can, um, you know, look after their, their, their client base and, um, you know, and, and keep going longer term because it would be, it'd be a tragedy, uh, you know, if we, we ended up with, uh, without the services that we have today. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. Um, now, on to, on to, um, other topics. I know there's, there's probably over the next few weeks there will be, and and there still are things that we could be talking about on the, uh, uh, on that COVID nineteen um, front. But there are there are still other things going on uh, in in the world. So, um, I picked up. This was a was this was a interesting um, headline that uh, I saw last week and um, just wanted to give it a, a, a quick mention because it it's sort of um, it it's a chale- challenging one to address so the headline from the New Zealand Herald was US to hold tech firms accountable for spread of and then they're basically talking about um, you know really dodgy um, Imagery, in terms of child um, abuse imagery, and this to me um, is a really challenging one. You know, can how can you uh, how can you hold um, a, a you know a technology firm, be it a you know a, a, a Facebook or a, or a Google or Twitter, um, you know, completely accountable for all of their content unless that gets you know viewed by by human eyes and i i guess my view on it look it's really interesting that uh you know that governments are um you know pushing down this track because there is certainly uh wisdom to balancing what we put online but there are also limitations of of just how good artificial intelligence is right now yeah and i don't I just don't think you know we can we can necessarily police um, everything, and I mean this will just be an interesting one to to watch and see uh, you know how how these sort of organisations um, you know handle it. We, we've certainly um, you know been been looking back um, over the last few days um, on what happened in Christchurch a, a year ago. And I see commentary saying, "Look, you know, still uh, the the Facebooks and Googles of this world, uh, you know, they're not able to entirely sort of you know root out um, you know footage of um, um, of the terrorism uh, act that took place in in Christchurch, and you know we're a year down the track, mm. and you know you think well, we know that they've been really working really really hard on that stuff yet there's still elements of it whether it's small slices and frames and or you know short segments um you know hopefully not the whole thing in its entirety but um look this this stuff is actually you know really hard uh to to get the ai 
you know perfect so it can pick up stuff that you know when when our human eyes see it we can you know we can recognize what it is but to get a ai to cover that in every single circumstance when when this content often has been you know really modified and, and tweaked to try and to try and trick the ai right yeah absolutely i mean it's a hard subject to talk about and yeah, i absolutely. think it's something that uh we need to improve on going forward yeah, yeah it's just i mean this 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 is the journey we're in with a yep. you know a connected world online um you know we've, we've got to uh you know keep working on the on the big challenges and and that's certainly um certainly uh one of them um so, oh, so, um yeah now Let's. I'm just looking at um, other thing on the agenda. There's something else there. I'm. I think we're we're probably not going to quite squeeze in. But um, yeah, I'm keen to hear a, a little bit more around uh, what's happening in the world of um, Oppo. It was great to uh, have an opportunity uh, to to attend uh, Oppo's event in uh, Shenzhen in in December. So. Um, thank you uh, no, no to yourself and the Oppo New Zealand team for uh, uh, for facilitating that. And look, I find it um, you know fascinating and um, you know really valuable to actually get a little bit closer to to you know what happens from a production standpoint. Yep. Uh, and you know to really where where a lot of this technology is being developed when. Uh, when we're sitting here in New Zealand, we see you know the the products arrive in their boxes, and uh, you know don't necessarily know you know what Who it is are, that goes in yeah, b- behind yeah. the scenes. And yeah. so, um, look, you know, it was the second time I'd I'd been um, um, up in Shenzhen to have a you know have a look at a you know manufacturing plant, uh, seeing a little bit of of what happens in terms of uh, some of these mechanical tests that. Uh, that smartphones are, are, are put through to test, you know, just how robust are they? They're getting, you know, dropped, dropped. you know, continuously for hours and hours uh, on end from, you know, diff- different machines and uh, other machines that are a little bit like putting the, the phone in a, in a washing machine or something where they're getting, you know, bumped around in, uh, in, in different directions. Uh, the, you know, there, there's actually, uh, you know, a whole lot of stuff that uh, that goes on there to, you know, prove the robustness of the phones. Of course, despite that, um, clumsy people like me still manage to uh, still manage to uh, dam- damage the phones. But I, you know, I hope we're we're progressing in terms of how how good we get with. Um, you know, glass and 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 making glass that has non-glass-like properties, and that it will let a let a phone bounce without cracking. Yeah, and so absolutely. On. And uh, actually, myself is quite surprised when I actually first uh, look at how much Oppo actually put into uh, the stress tests, uh, yeah. because you know they really take uh, the quality very very um, seriously, actually. And then um, and at first um, we couldn't quite understand, uh, you know, uh, what is the after effects of it. But we're seeing it now in the last three. Years is um, uh, our written rate has went uh, been way below the New Zealand market r- uh, written rate as well. Oh, okay. uh, so I think we're sitting at one under one percent, and I think New Zealand written rate is actually at three percent. So it's really showed that the investment that we made on on this stress quality test on dropping stuff is really is coming to fruition because it helped the retailer not to actually process this repairs in yeah, the shop okay, okay. and give them more time to actually sell rather than processing repair yeah and then yep. as much of a retailer actually can appreciate it's actually take a lot of time to do admin on repair as well yeah so, so yeah. 
I see it's a good thing that we focus on that. Uh, ultimately, benefit just the customer, but also our our, um, our, um, our customer who actually sell them as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've got the new um, Oppo Find X2, and it was, I guess, uh, was it towards two years ago? The original Find X yep. came out. So, I mean, should we give this a test in the office and just see if we throw it against the wall what that'll do? Or Sure, I mean, we can. <laughs> I mean, we can give no. it a go. But also... No, no, I'm not. I'm totally not game, <laughs> n- n- knowing that there's not another one um, here that I'll be able to uh, play with. I think we can... Uh, sh- <laughs> yeah. And I think the good thing about the something different we do, uh, we Finex 2 Pro, do we do something different with Finex? Was we focus on innovation at that time, but this time around on Finex 2 Pro, we kind of understanding what user wants and kind of like maximize the performance on that. And if you probably notice, we kind of removed the um, pop-up camera technology on it. Yeah. So the find the Find X was, was sort first, of the, the, the first yep. um, with that technology where you had a, basically a, yep. a full screen phone without any sort of you know cut out for the camera. And of course, in that last couple of years, we've gone to you know pinhole and other sort yep. of approaches. And the Find X2 has a yeah a pretty nice, tidy little um, you know black yep. um, you know hole in it for for the camera and the screen. But it's it's you know it's pretty slick. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, it's a it's a little bit of a different approach in terms of what to focus on from that. Uh, you know, keeping at the forefront and and innovative new new things in the phone. It is, and I think it's because we you know we listen to our customer and a lot of customer that who purchase flagship, yeah. uh, they do uh, um, always asking us about the waterproof and the dust resistance. Yes, uh, and hence why we kind of look. We can produce at the moment a pop up camera with the IP68 rating. Yes, yes. Uh, but it seems that those customer who wanna purchase flagship won't prefer the IP68 more. Yes, uh, yes. Hence why we decided to uh, focus on that rather than the pop-up camera at this time around. Yeah, I think that that's a good move. And the other thing that uh, I guess is that there's no, um, the headphone jack is gone. That seems to be something that, that's pretty common with when you're trying to deliver a, a waterproof and dustproof phone. You're really yep. trying to take away as many of those things as possible really you know you you've got you've got to expose um you know a speaker a microphone uh and somewhere to uh, to plug in and and charge there's a usb-c port but um you know other than that your um you know your your phone is is pretty uh pretty locked down in terms of um areas where where any liquid can uh, can get in right? yeah and i think you know uh the headphone jack i know a lot of people especially the autophiles still love headphone jack yeah. but if you see the amount of um, um, uptakes now on the true wireless headphones is insane. It's going at a rapid rate that is probably one of the fastest growing uh, category in IoT. Yes. And I think people start embracing and the technology are there to compensate uh, headphone jack as well or actually as an alternative to uh, to headphone jack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And look, you can still get a, a converter and, and plug something into the USB-C Absolutely. port as well, can't yep. you? Um, so yeah, I mean, look, looking at the um, the Find X2 Pro, which is what's being uh, launched here in New Zealand. Um, you know, I haven't haven't been playing around with it for um, you know for a whole lot of days, but the bit that uh, I guess sort of you know stu- um, you know stood out for me is the uh, the ten time zoom and. Uh, just you know, just trying trying that out uh, again now. It's um, you know, it's actually it's pretty 
pretty impressive. I'm not sure um, what's the optical. Do you know what the optical sort of zoom level is to deliver um, that ten times zoom? Because so that's kind of a hybrid type zoom. It is. Isn't it? it is. So it's five. Uh, oh goodness. Yep. It's actually a uh, five times optical that we have. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we make it a hybrid ten times uh, with the software that we have in it. Um, I think it's the, it's actually the same. Um, um, type of lens that we have on Reno 10x zoom yep. but it's a second generation software that we have to uh, enhance the ability to zoom the stability of it yep. uh, just to make sure that the experience on zooming is actually much better than the Reno 10x zoom yep. yeah yeah but I think the most exciting part um, for the camera actually the customized 48 megapixel sensor that we have in there yeah it is actually the largest uh, 40 uh, sensor for a 48 megapixel it means that you know, taking photo at night, um, it's actually going to be a little bit more breeze, uh, a breeze rather than a, a normal 48 megapixel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that seems to be the area where I guess we're seeing, um, you know, across the, um, you know, flagship. the top, top yeah. uh, phones, the flagship phones yeah. from um, certainly the, the, the bigger brands. Yeah. We're, we're really seeing, a, you know, a great uh, amount of competition there. And it's good to see, you know, Oppo have really, you know, taken that uh, aspect pretty seriously in terms of, you know, doing uh, night type uh, shots that yep. are that are useful, yep. uh, and giving those uh, higher levels of of zoom, and and certainly, uh, you know, looking at the likes of the S twenty from Samsung and yep. um, you know other vendors, we're seeing you know we're seeing a lot of activity uh, in that space. Obviously, it varies from person to person how important that is but yep. you know for me if I can have uh, you know a, a camera you know yep. a really good camera in my pocket I find that incredibly helpful so I agree great. and do you by any chance have pets or children if you do one thing that I'm excited about this particular part is um, we have um, all pixel focus on it it's something new for us yeah so yep. what it means that um, every pixel on the picture is a focus point right uh, so if you have it's like me who has a two-year-old daughter who yeah. run around like a little monkey yeah. uh, taking a picture and focusing is really hard yeah uh, and the all pixel focus actually help us to actually um, um, uh, to make sure that focus at all time even though it uh, is a big movement yeah. or at night time uh, and I believe there's a 97 success rate on focusing at any time with that particular uh, camera as well which is I'm quite excited about yeah, yeah yeah well I mean I've just obviously tried this sort of you know pre pre-release one and the, you know the software's never um, you know 100 percent perfect so I did did notice it it blurring up on something but it moved into focus pretty pretty quickly I, f- I found um, so it was you know it was pretty snappy um, on getting into uh, getting into focus which is um, yeah is, is good um, but that that's something I've I've noticed uh, you know with the pre-release uh, handsets and software mm. usually there's a little bit of tweaking over the, oh, you know over that yeah. period until the you know the yeah. final software comes out and even then you know there are often sort of you know iterations um, post uh, post launch yeah um, now one thing we have been seeing of course is Android Android 10 and the uh, Oppo Find X uh, 2 uh, Pro as, as comes with Android uh, 10 yep is that something um, across many of your other handsets that are going to be getting um, Android uh, Android 10 updates what's the sort of status of that side because 
I know it has varied from brand to band, yep. brand. Um, you know, even in terms of the security updates getting through Android, you know, how long those take and and uh, and so on. How's the the Android 10 sort of upgrades looking? Uh, it's definitely in the radar. Um, uh, it's actually um, at the moment we we have a schedule to release those Android 10 uh, for the previous generation, so like the Reno 10 times Zoom, and I think it's all the way till. Um, R17 Pro. Right. Uh, so yeah. the local testing team is now working um, uh, as quickly as they're possible to go through our new releases product, which yep. is the Find X2 Pro. Uh, yeah. It's our first device with 5G, so it's take longer than expected, yeah. uh, especially with uh, all the situation currently happening in, around the world. Uh, however, our priority after the Find X2 Pro to make sure uh, that we focus on the releases of Android 10 on the previous devices. Yep. Yeah, so just watch this space. I think we mm. definitely uh, want to uh, keep our customer um, updated on those yeah, um, yeah. Um, because you know it's always nice to have the latest and greatest uh, especially when you spend a, a bit of money on it as well yeah and I think look there's always an aspect of the newer versions in terms of security uh, capabilities that, yeah. are, that are you know always important and um, is there is there a, a fixed update uh, schedule now on the security updates from you know across the the um, Oppo we, devices we do it monthly uh, so we work with our carrier uh, on a monthly basis. So we send them uh, what we call the maintenance release, uh, which is included Google security uh, update as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a it's a hygiene factor now for Android users. Mm. Uh, that's what they're looking for. Mm. Uh, and we just continue to find ways to improve the speed of bringing those to the market as well. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think that that's that's something that I think is is important. Yep. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, you know the the quicker those come out, the the you know safer everybody is. I agree. Right? And so, look, yeah. uh, I'm also a consumer, yeah. and I'm also love my gadget. And when when another brand have an update, you kind of feel a little bit of FOMO a little bit as well. It's like, yeah, hey, when's yeah. my update coming? Yeah. And, yeah. and and hence why I always encourage my team to kind of like, hey guys, you, we need to make sure yeah. uh, we take care of our customer on updates. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, that's good. Now, um, so you're launching here in New Zealand the Oppo Find X2. Is it uh, around May, the time frame? What's the exact launch date? Is yep. that so Oppo Find X2 Pro, uh, it will be around May. Yeah. Uh, they'll be launching. Yep. So we are working closely now with the uh, the carrier in New Zealand to make sure it's tested for 5G. Uh, and um, it's going to be our first 5G products yeah. um, and one of many. Uh, so we're looking to make sure that we bring a broadest range of 5G this year. Yep. Uh, it's quite exciting for, for us, for the consumers, but also for the carrier. How much yeah. uh, storage will be in the, in the product? in the Find X2 um, Pro. Two Pro. Yeah. yeah, it's actually 512 gigabytes. I just wanted to check that because yeah. I noticed that in, yeah. in this device yeah. that it had half a terabyte yeah. and for that to be like the standard yep. in a device, it's crazy. I was like, no, no, surely, yeah. surely not. I mean, I know it keeps getting bigger, but I just can't think of a flagship we, um, where that's just been the standard offering. I, know, I guess with some other, um, you know, brands they've they've taken you know different approaches. And yeah. oh, if you pay an extra, you know, X amount, then you get a bigger storage. Uh, personally, I love having large amounts of storage. Just you know, go nuts with taking videos and photos, yeah. syncing podcasts, audio books, yeah. etc. Um, so that's 
That's we, actually stunning. We had to, and I think it's the right thing to do. I mean, we we had a conversation about it, and uh, especially last year when I speak to a lot of the our influencer about taking photo, and especially taking photo in the raw file. Uh, and this is one of the things that we can do in this particular phone. They're taking twelve bit raw file on the uh, uh, on the camera, and with that. The file size is massive, yeah, uh, so yeah. we want to make sure we have storage that be able to cater for that. Uh, and I think uh, I think we made the right decision with yeah. teaching the 512 gig. I uh, mean, storing photos in a raw format is probably reasonably unusual. You yeah, know, most people um, don't need that, but I think also the more storage you you give somebody, the less chance there is that they're going to get stuck running out of storage um, look I don't usually on, on the show dive too much into these sort of tech specs but you know that one jumped out to me um, and yeah also you've got 12 gigs of RAM in there which is um, you know pretty uh, pretty solid um, and the um, yeah I think you know the other features because this is um, is it going to be as a, a single SIM phone um, as a five G phone? Is that the it is. That's, it is. that's probably the uh, that's probably the you know one of the few bits that you know we get used to from um, you know brands like Oppo is having having you know dual dual SIM type options, but yep. that's not a not a not an option here with the five G handset at this stage. Right? Um, yeah, just I think at this moment it's just uh, because of the speed to the market with the five G uh, yeah, products yeah. Um, and. and but it's something that we look into in the future for future 5G products. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, what's the what's the price that'll launch at here in New Zealand? So at the moment, uh, it's one eight nine nine. Okay. Uh, and and that's it. Us where we're trying to enter the premium market with this and with the premium specs. Uh, and we just want to make sure that even though it's a premium segment, we want to make sure that it's priced at the little bit uh, stay through to our premium with the price tag, I guess. Mm, mm. Um, and hopefully that will um, resonate good with our customers as well. Yeah. 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 Um, now, one thing I I didn't try, um, and I don't remember reading it, so it's, it's maybe is not uh, packed in amongst the other features. If you plug this into a um, USB C type monitor, is this sort of thing you could do a little bit of work from home on? Does it do Does it do that? Not not a desktop mode or something yeah, like that. Yeah, nothing quite like that just yet. No, not just yet. Yeah. Is that in the works for Oppo? I can't comment just right now. But, uh, <laughs> it may be. No, yeah. fair, fair enough. Um, yeah. yeah, we don't want you announcing something that uh, yeah. hasn't been announced anywhere else in the world. Yeah. There would be um, there would be some trouble, and you might not be uh, um, able to come and talk to me again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, no, that's good. No, I'm I'm always interested in that capability. I mean, I know it's a real sort of you know it is a niche thing. Yeah. But at the current time, it is. It's one of those, you know, one of yeah. those things I've, you know, been discussing with a few folks is, yep. look, this, you know, this could be a way to, uh, you know, facilitate working from home if you yep. happen to have that type of capability. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, in, in, in a handset. Um, oh, that's really cool. Now, um, anything else in the Oppo front we should be aware of? Um, there were a couple of interesting things that I saw um in China, there was a VR um, headset, which was sort of a, you know a, a, a prototype um, product that yep. was uh, that was really cool. It looked um, a, a little bit like uh, Microsoft sort of Hololens, a you know a, a variation on that in terms of its um, look. But it, you know, it was a prototype, wasn't a, a sort of finished product. Um, but certainly, you know, there was a bit of software that um, you were able to try out there. Uh, there was a um, a prototype handset that. Um, 
had a camera behind the screen without a um, punch hole. Yep. That was pretty cool to be able to uh, try out. And I think that's one of the areas where, where you know, for those who very closely follow what's going on in smartphones, you know, Oppo likes to be, you know, very close, uh, you know, if not right at the forefront on a lot of these, uh, you know, testing out new, uh, new technologies. I think you know, Oppo is, um, you know, is known to have the the fastest charging of you know any smartphone uh, in the market, right? And it's the same, you know, again, I think with the Find X two Pro. Um, yep. Pro. Um, but is there, is there anything else? There's, a, I, I yeah, think, the smartphone. I remember reading US media saying it was. Only released in Asia. Well, um, but New Zealand's included in the mix, aren't we? We are definitely. So um, our goal, um, uh, open New Zealand anywhere this year around, is around the five G. You know, um, yep. enabling five G. And one of the key strategies around, again, having the broadest five G range on the devices to just to help that adaptation in the country uh, on five G products. Yeah. Uh, but uh, network as well. But uh, to kind of enhance the experience, uh, we look into the IoT products. Yeah. Uh, so that's around the. Uh, um, uh, around the CPE products. So if you later on in the future, what's this, uh, I know what a CPE is, but yeah. not e- not everyone will know what. Uh, yeah, it's just that is. It's just like a um, like a, a modem at home uh, yeah. that you plug into your SIM card so, instead of a, a fixed wire. Yeah. Uh, so that becomes your your router for your internet. Connection for your internet, it's becoming your router, become your internet, your, yeah. or your gateway, uh, and 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 just no messing around of installing uh, cables outside your house. Uh, it just make it easier. And I think with five. Uh, the speed will be uh, pretty good enough to yeah. be able to cater a whole yeah. home. Uh, is there a, so? Is there a pricing on on that for New Zealand market? Just not yet. yet. It's no. still too early, but we are working with again with the carrier in New Zealand to see uh, what we can do in that space. Fantastic. Um, yeah. We have you said the VR AR is um, just experimenting with that. Yeah, uh, yeah. We have smartwatch that we announced yes. in China. Yeah, that was what I was meaning to say before. Yeah. I, I don't know whether I ended up saying smartphone instead <laughs> of smartwatch, but yeah, yeah the smartwatch. So yeah. what's happening on on that front? Uh, uh, yep, we so China launched already, and okay. I think um, for the other part of the world uh, is going to be announced very shortly. Okay. Uh, I think New Zealand is also going to be part of the second phase outside yeah. China. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and we actually very very excited for it because you know um, it's going to be um, uh, there will be an eSIM uh, variant as well, which oh, I'm quite fantastic. excited about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of the carriers now trying um, quite quickly adapting to eSIM, uh, and and that's one part that. Um, can't wait to announce to to New Zealand customers. Great, yeah. great. Oh, that's uh, that that's very uh, very pleasing. Good stuff. Yeah, oh, well, thank you for um, for coming in. You know, we we appreciate that. You know, you've taken some time out to uh, uh, come be on the show. Uh, you know, I think it's uh, you know part of the New Zealand Tech Podcast format. We like to uh, we like to hear from people you know right across the technology sector, and certainly getting an update on um, you know what's happening in the in the world of um, Oppo is yep. all is all part of that. So yeah, thanks for filling in a few gaps. Yeah, no problem at all. Actually, is um, been pleasing to actually to attend the podcast. Great, great, no excellent. Thanks for having me here. Well, thanks everybody for uh, for listening in to the New Zealand Tech Podcast uh, this week. Now we will, um, of course, be back again with another episode uh, next week. And uh, just a reminder that you can, uh, as well as listening to the audio podcast, uh, you can keep up to date with um, with our updates across social media. Uh, LinkedIn is our newest channel so if you're not following us there on uh, LinkedIn just a a reminder Uh, we also have our new uh, YouTube 
uh, channel. So I think a, a, a few a few more people subscribed last week. So uh, you know, feel free to jump in and and subscribe there. We tend to be streaming live on uh, on YouTube. And on Facebook and on uh, Periscope, most most weeks now we try and um, we try and make make the the uh, the episode available live as we're recording for those that want to be right at the forefront and get the uh, you know the the freshest taste of uh, NZ Tech podcast rather than having to um, to wait and listen to it while you're commuting to work in the morning <laughs> or or at the gym on uh, in the morning and so on. So um, yeah, definitely uh, feel free to follow us on those channels. Uh, and then the other thing that I should uh, mention is uh, our podcasts in Z channels. And if you go to uh, podcasts.nz, you will find a whole bunch uh, of our other shows. The newest is called This Climate Business, which has actually just launched today so it's still making its way onto uh, onto some of the podcast platforms uh, but it should be there already on uh, on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify and on a bunch of the players uh, so this is a, a really uh, a really good uh, show uh, it augments the um, I guess the the other show that that we have uh, that really r- relates to um, the environment and, and climate, uh, which is the electric vehicle um, podcast. So, uh, yeah, you, I think um, you know those who are who are interested uh, in in these areas will uh, will enjoy that show. And it's hosted by uh, award-winning uh, journalist and entrepreneur uh, Vincent uh, Heringer, um, founder of of a, of a bunch of media outlets, uh, including Idealog, which um, have just announced that they've uh, they've just published their last uh, printed uh, edition, and uh, that will be electronic uh, from from now on. Um, but yeah, he's been involved in in a you know whole bunch of media, um, and and you know. Certainly, is an absolutely awesome podcast host. So um, that one's well worth a listen. So that's called This Climate Business, and you'll find that alongside um, a lot of our other New Zealand shows uh, at podcasts.nz. And of course, we've got some of our more globally oriented shows, um, such as the Mobile Tech Podcast, up at worldpodcasts.com. So that's it for the, us this week. Thanks everyone for listening in. We'll catch you again next week. All right, see ya. The New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Gorilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT.